What is the difference between being punk and being a punk? We are here to talk some punk rock, some music comics. Punk culture, DIY shit, anything we want to talk about. That's, that's what fascinates me. Give me everything. Absolutely everything. I find that, that music and comics have always been intertwined. Muxbound. Chicks okay. dig it. Don't worry. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Muck Spout. Got John over here, oh, over there. <laughs> and uh, today we are joined by Jeff from That's Good Enough for Me. For me. Um, they have a um, news and uh, such website um, that's devoted to punk and punk adjacent um, bands and materials. And so they kind of were a good fit to come on and chat with us about things. And, Thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> so, um, welcome. Thank you. And uh, so we're hoping to do this semi-regularly to chat about the, the news, which is something we don't really do on here too much. Um, and we've tried to find a way to fit it in, and it hasn't really. So this uh, hopefully this will be a good... Uh, yeah, and I haven't had uh, a big chance to, Eric has shown me obviously the website and I poked around a little bit, but why don't you give us a little, like the elevator pitch of what your website's like and what kind of news and the breakdowns of reviews versus new stuff and blah, blah, blah. Sure. So we, um, we are an all volunteer website. Um, actually launched in, in May of 2020, right when the pandemic started. Uh, soon after I left Punk News, I was an editor and um, reviews editor uh, for Punk News. And then I, I left uh, creative differences, if you will. And I wasn't going to do anything about news anymore. But then a band in Northern Ireland called Paper Tigers reached out and they were like, uh, hey, you're still at Punk News. I'm like, no. And they're like, well, we want to do a premiere for a song. I'm like, well, I was thinking of starting a site. And he's like, well, you should do it. <laughs> so uh, May 1st, 2020, uh, we launched and so now we're coming up on our, on our third anniversary and yeah, you're like two days away or yeah. tomorrow right yeah yeah, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. um and uh so, <laughs> and so we're um we are everyone is a volunteer i lose money on the site right now but we do it because we love music and we love the scene and more to the point, although we cover bigger bands, we really want to focus on highlighting bands that are still working their way up to getting their shot and to be seen. Because there's a lot of great music out there that just is not found. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like for, you know, I crack a joke and we're going to talk about Blink-182 in a second, but, you know, uh, Liquid Death put out a, the this gag enema of the state product with Travis Barker <laughs> and like the view, like the video advertising it had like tens of thousands of views. And it's just him talking about like an enema and a bottle or a can of liquid death. Some band can put together one of the best albums you're going to hear of the year. And they're going to have like 30 or 40 people listen to it. Yeah. And TGFM is really about highlighting those bands. Um, we're still working on building up our review reviews crew. So if you ever want to do a review, reach out to us because we can get you music promos and stuff before it comes out to review. 
Um, but we primarily right now highlight news, new music, new videos, album releases. One of our editors who goes under the name Bad Dad has been knocking it out of the park with our recently launched roll of the dice format of interviews where um, we literally roll a pair of dice and however, however it lands is how many questions we get to ask. Oh, interesting. Um, so we've had, we've had, you know, um, Russ from, uh, uh, yeah, same with last one. He said, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of people on there. Um, God, come on, they had United Cigar on the Fat Music for Fat People. Um, Oh my God, this is going to be three people going, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, I know. See, I, I totally had a, a, a brain fart. And I'm going to, as soon as I, um, as soon as I look it up. Um, yeah, so we've had a bunch of bands, big and small, um, uh, participate. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun because we get we, we don't ever get to ask a follow-up. All the questions are written beforehand and shot, not shot off to them. Um, so basically, good riddance. <laughs> there you go. Um, so basically it's a fun little format and he's been like getting like one published like every night of the week oh, wow. now for wow. like the past month or so and he's just really knocking it out so we we want to get more reviews in um and we have a small but dedicated crew of reviewers but you know if anyone wants to we're happy to join in uh join hands and get the good music out there for the people so that's awesome. That's something we talk about almost every week um, when we do this is how there's always people that'll say like, there hasn't been good music since I was in high school. And it's like, just fucking lazy. Like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, it is, it is 100% out there. And um, every day, every day, I, I at least find one new band that are just like, these people are, are doing their time in the trenches and they, they deserve to be seen. And yep. that's kind of what we're about. So yep. that's awesome. We can yeah. we can relate. Yep. Yeah, we were uh, it, you know speaking to your point of not making any money off of anything and the pure love of it. That's exactly how we feel. But unfortunately, that was one of my interview questions: was how can you make a million dollars? But you're not going to be able to answer that one for me. So <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We'll figure it out together. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it it is you know. Sometimes it feels like you're doing a lot of work for free, but again, it's like, you know, I, every week I spend Saturday kind of sitting on my couch, watching movies and just compiling a new list of music to put up on uh, social media and everything and tag all the bands and make sure everybody's getting credit. And it's like, then you only get, you know, a few likes here and there and a, a couple comments usually from the bands. And it's like, does anybody actually pay attention to this? And does any, you know, it's like, it gets to that point of, do you, is this worthwhile? Are people getting, you know, like, are people just sharing that pure love of these bands? And some people do. And I, I think mm -hmm. it's so worth it just to find these bands and to pile on my music collection. Like I do every week. It's so much fun. And I'm assuming that's the same kind of ethos that you guys have. It, so. it definitely is 100%. I mean, like we've, we know we're growing slowly but surely um you know and, and you know we i think we reach somewhere around the average of 14 to fifteen thousand page views a month now which That's is cool. you know not so bad um it's pretty much almost all organic there is a i knew a guy who worked at facebook right at the start who was like 
worked in the programming department and he would throw some ad bucks my way yeah. monthly so I could just throw do ads and then he would analyze how they worked out oh, <laughs> and then cool. they could adjust it. But then that he left and so that changed. So pretty much our growth has been organic. And yeah, sometimes you just like, you know, hey, I put all this work in and like, oh, I just did this great interview and I transcribed it and everything. And look at this. And then like, you get like one or two likes. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay, fine. But you know, like there is like a kind of, I would say there is like a kind of benefit to it. You know, like I said, we get to hear bands before a lot of albums, before they come out, release the, to the masses. We're getting our reviewers into to concerts, big and small. I mean, one of my reviewers in Denver, who she's gone on to also uh, write for New Noise and other publications for pay, um, but she still writes for, the, for us occasionally. Like, you know, she's getting into all the big Epitaph shows. One mm -hmm. of my guys in New Jersey, he's, uh, he's going to shows in New York, like for some pretty big bands. So it's like, it's not like, you know, there isn't some type of compensation for what you're doing. Right. You know, being part of the scene, you're actually getting to be a part of the scene, you're getting to see a lot of the inside of how it all runs, and you get to be a part of, you know, helping to boost the bands you really want to really think other people should hear. And that's a good, it's a good thing. It's a fun thing. So I think, um, we, like, coming up in music and with um, doing art for bands and things like that, like, you kind of get used to it after a while anyways. Like, you're, you're having fun going to the shows, meeting people. But like bands don't have money, so it's not like a, a great exactly. It's, it's not something exactly. to make money off of, really. Yeah, unless you unless you get big, as we'll find out soon. <laughs> From right. Some of the bands we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> so. You want to jump into some news? Um, yes, I think uh, I think the thing that everyone knows about by this point, in fact, enough so that we kind of make a joke sometimes that we don't cover news if it's too big because you've already heard about it from sources that aren't yeah. very music oriented. Uh, Blink-182 played at uh, Coachella. They, I, I forgot, some act, some whomever, uh, dropped out, dropped out, they say, and Blink-182 showed up to fill in. And so this is their first performance together as the second incarnation of Blink-182 in quite a few years. Uh, and... Uh, the first two of the videos were dropped right away. I think What's My Age Again, and I forgot the other one. Um, but over time, uh, if you hit YouTube now for Coachella, I think a large portion of the set has been uh, released now, so you can get a good feel of what what the Blink Boys are sounding like now. Um, and yeah, like a lot of people were excited about that. You know, when I, so for example, I saw it on Vanity Fair <laughs> or whatever and i was just like yeah tgfm is not even gonna waste a, a, a slot for this because everyone already knows and i've got some band from guatemala that i think you should really hear about so i'm gonna right. put that in the, the 2 p.m slot anyways <laughs> but yeah so that's a so that's some big news for people and of course like the big news um was it late last year or even earlier this year i can't recall now was that the the second lineup of blink 182 is getting back together so there's a lot of people that this is like hitting like their their nostalgia buttons from their teenage years, especially. You know, I woke up and I saw a video that morning because um, Coachella is overseas, right? That was overnight for us. Is it? I thought. Or, it was am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. If I'm not Anyways, I saw something. Maybe I saw it the next morning, and I was I uh, I saw it, and I you know I played it, and I was it did hit me a little nostalgically. It was like, 
yeah, they belong there together. And I'm a Matt Skiba fan, like being from Chicago and all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but he has better things to do. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and well, yeah, that was like the thing. It's like it, it was kind of heartbreaking because, like, yeah. So you know, we we know Matt. I know Matt. I mean, like he was he was one town over from us. I remember seeing him in Jerkwater playing at the Crystal Lake Pavilion at the uh-huh. beach, like for the Fourth of July festival, okay. kind of thing. Um, and it was like when he commented when he was like, "I don't, I don't even know if I'm in Blink One Eighty Two anymore." It's like, yeah, that was like not a really fun way to to go about telling mm-hmm. this guy who's kind of stepped in <laughs> that he's not in the band. But people want what people want. They want the yeah. uh, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Yeah, I so like a few years ago, Blink played um, Riot Fest, and I they played at the same time Jawbreaker played, so I wasn't gonna see them. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they there was a little bit of overlap though. It was at the end of the day, and um, walking over, I went. I was going over to see um, Simeon over at the stupid rad booth, and um, walk. So I walked past Blink, and they did not sound good live. <laughs> I was. It was not a good. I, I and I saw them back like way back in the day a couple times, and I, I it was a lot of fun. But I did not yeah. care anymore. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's like I, you know, I'm not. I, I'm, I, they're great guys and everything, but like they, 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 they definitely. A lot of people say aren't the best sounding live band. I've actually never seen them mm. with Travis. The last time I saw them was on the Snowcore tour. In like '96 or '97, there was like the oh, wow. DC Shoeco Snowcore tour, and they did it because DC Shoes started making like snowboarding boots, and it was the Aquabats who I oh, think wow. Travis was playing drums for at the time. That's then right. Blink One Eighty Two. It's back when Scott was drumming and Primus, <laughs> and it was at the Madison Expo Center and was in Madison, Wisconsin, and it was fun because like you know that was like it was either right when or right about when Dude Ranch was coming out. Okay. Um, and so, like you know, it's their fun punk band, and that was mm-hmm. that's what I really liked about them. And then I saw them one more time at the rave um, soon thereafter, uh, and it was after Dude Ranch came out, so they were getting bigger. And I accidentally wandered backstage trying to find my way out, and ended up having a beer with Scott, the previous drummer. Oh. <laughs> um, so he's a nice guy. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's like. For me, Blink-182 kind of stopped at Enema at the state, Enema of the state. It's like some bands, like when they when they start evolving and changing their style, it's maybe something that I don't like and I just don't yeah. follow suit. It's the same thing with Green Day. Like Dookie was like the last Green Day album that I ever bought, okay. uh, paid attention to. So it's like, yeah, you know, they still sound like a punk band live to me, but their music kind of has evolved to the point where sometimes it may not sound best live because... It's, yeah. it's more studioized. With Blink for a while, I thought they can't really do this like dick and fart jokes like for the rest of their lives. They're going to get old. Then they started to like change and be a little more mature. And that didn't work either. <laughs> like yeah. it was not digging it. And it's funny because when they so when Tom came back and they put out that song like what, two months ago or whatever. Yeah. And it was a big dick joke. And. I, I when I heard it, I was like, "This is ridiculous. They're too old." And then, just recently, I was thinking about it a little further. I don't know why I can't get rid of it, but I was thinking about it a little more, and I was like, "You know what? Me and my friends make these same dumb jokes that we made when we were 15. So, who am I to talk? <laughs> who am I to talk? <laughs> Let them make their millions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have to have an opinion on that. It's fine. It's 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 funny. It's like the one thing I always thought about uh, Blink 
is that they they hit at the right time. They basically took the descendants modus operandi and they they were at the right time, right when punk broke in the mid nineties to, to ride that wave of like mm-hmm. crass and then like crass songs and then like overly sincere, emotional, like heartbreaking songs, like songs that like are really like emotional. And like, that was like, like I'm like, oh, descendants are probably sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, we did this first guys. <laughs> but it's like, they can't, they broke at the, just the right time to like to take that product and move and carry it on. But like, you know, it's like take off your pants and jacket and beyond. We're just a little bit too overproduced for my tastes. Yeah. And so I understand a lot of people that's like really enema and beyond. This is like when they really got into the band. So like I've got a lot of friends who are that's like that's their blink. That's what they know. And they listen to Cheshire Cat and things like that. And they're like, oh yeah, it's okay, but it's kind of sloppy. I think like, Dude Ranch is like the sweet spot for blink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like one thing to say is like, man. Travis doesn't slow down. Like yeah. he can play like watching the videos from Coachella, he's like playing some of the slowest songs, but that guy just looks like he is like, I'm gonna tear this thing apart. <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, good. He's really still loving what he's doing. That's that's what I like. So Yeah. You dig that. Yeah. <laughs> John, thoughts? I'm uh not a huge Blink guy. I used to be, but I think basically I I agree with what Eric was saying. It's like I think they had their thing. They had that humor and fun to them. Then that was what a, a lot of us really kind of connected to. And then they tried to get a little too serious, like we said, and it just it didn't hit for a lot of people because right. it seemed like it was insincere almost. It seemed like it was when they were trying to grow up, it almost seemed like, okay, we're going to try to fit into the mold of normal punk kids. We got to grow up. And it was just, yeah, that was at the point where I stopped paying attention. Cause I was like, it, it wasn't necessarily the dick and fart jokes. It was just that, you know, the fact that they were having fun and seemed like they were just being silly and being themselves. And it's like, you don't have to put that away and put away childish things to, you know, evolve as a band. You can still, you know, you can evolve your subject matter, but still be that fun unit of right. dopey kids, you know, because that's that's what I enjoyed about those okay. guys. So that's my quick take on it. <laughs> and I didn't follow them too much beyond um, Enema of the State. Um, like I heard all those albums, but I didn't listen to them probably more than once. But I feel like they got a little more like they tried to ride that emo thing a bit um, back. Yeah, and it was like, and here's the thing: it wasn't, it wasn't like the '90s emo that I like. Like Texas is the reason is one of the best bands ever. It was that 2000s emo, and I was like, nah, thanks guys, but go back to the dick and fart jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I said, there's a lot of fans, a lot of people who love them. And, uh, and a lot of people who are extremely happy that they've got to experience this, especially some people who got into the band kind of towards the end when things were really starting to splinter um, mm-hmm. quite a few times. So it's like, now it's like to see them back together is like, <clears throat> it's made the world to a lot of fans. And that's, you know, that's, a, that's yeah. good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so other big news, which is, uh, I don't remember exactly what part of the month this came out. Rancid is coming back with like what is their their ninth or tenth 
full length? I'm trying to count here. Oh, I want to say it was. Um, I want to say it is their tenth, maybe. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Yeah, tenth, tenth full length in twenty wow. years. Yeah, so that's um, that's quite a while. Uh, you know, and uh, it's it's so the the album is uh, is tomorrow never comes. They released the, the new song and video. Um, Thoughts, anyone? <laughs> As a big Rancid fan, I was fucking stoked. And I I don't just like it a little bit. I loved the song. And it brought me back to, like, you know, the first Rancid stuff that I ever heard. Like, it, it had a very yeah. classic Rancid sound to it. Um, yeah, I was stoked. I'm still stoked. <laughs> I still throw it on. Yeah, so I, I had the <clears throat> I had the Rancid um, self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it's funny because, like, I think, I think I was introduced to Rancid. I think I knew they existed, but I hadn't heard them. And back in like this is ni- like nineteen nineties, nineteen ninety three, whatever ninety four, and it's like, <clears throat> you know, you either heard of bands through through cassettes coming around, or you were able to pick up an album or from other people. We didn't have the internet back then; right. it's not in the form we have it now. I I heard the band because of the movie The Chase. Oh, starring um, <clears throat> starring uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, the, the the actress who played the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What's her name? Christy something. Because uh, yeah. Ep- yeah. Epitaph like did the soundtrack, so it had like early Offspring, it had Rancid, it had uh, No Effects, I think, in it. Um, and so like you know the the bottle the song the bottle off of that first rancid lp was on there and i'm like oh this is this is great you know and like oh so the 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 guys i have to go find this so i got that album it's really 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 good and then um and then let's go came out and i was just like nah i'm done (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like because like it was like the the first one was like such a good punk album and then let's go was just kind of like Okay, like I guess where, I see where they love let's in, go. Yeah, <laughs> not in a, lot, <laughs> a lot of people do. A lot of people do. It's just it, like it, for some reason it just wasn't the the one for me. Um, and I never bought another Rancid album. <laughs> <laughs> but so so to what you said earlier, um, yeah, like the the new song is I really kind of dig it. You know, it's like it's got that like kind of that raw energy. You can still tell there's production behind yeah. it, which sometimes like. I really liked Rancid, that first album, because it was, you could hear how good, especially in that Freeman's bass playing was, but mm. it still sounded kind of shoddy. Yeah. And like, I really love like kind of slightly shoddy sounding music yep. that you can tell how good they are and it's not a studio doing it. This one sounds a bit too clean, but I'm willing to, <laughs> I'm willing to still listen and see what's going to happen yeah. here. But 10th album, 10 in 20 years, you know, that's. And they've, yeah. they've been pretty solid too. Like there's. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's some better than others, like, and nothing's beat indestructible in a long time. Um, I don't know to me, but um, but they've all <laughs> they've been good. Like indestructible, I really loved, and I was surprised by indestructible when it came out, like that they were it was that solid, like that. Many, which uh, which number was that? Out of the <laughs> that one's that was like, gosh, that's five fifteen years ago. Six. Or okay, that's number six in two thousand three. Okay. 2003 okay so that's 20 years ago yeah 30 years i keep saying 20 i'm saying no 30 years 10 albums in 30 years okay yeah wow they like but yeah they've just been powering on well then when you think about um tim armstrong i mean he's done his tim his tim time bomb stuff he's Mm -hmm. done the uh, transplants um 
just a variety. They, what's the new band um, with Jesse again? Jesse Michael. Oh, their their new name. Yeah, the, the second name. Is it, which one yeah. is the new name? Is it Bad Optics or is it the other one? No, so it's like Bad Optics is the old name. Yeah, and then what is the new one? It's like Doom Patrollers or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Something like that. Yeah. Bad Optics was cooler, but whatever, I guess. It, maybe they'll change it again. They'll hear this and they'll exactly. be like, you know, I think those guys are right. We should change it again. <laughs> but yeah, but then he's also he's running Hellcat Records. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he's he's definitely like he's promoting bands his, left and right. Like oh like, yeah, he's got his fingers in a lot of pots uh, mm -hmm. there and doing doing his time in the trenches, I guess, too. Like just all the other little bands. Yeah. Rancid, that little ska punk band that'll <laughs> someday get big. <laughs> 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 yeah. So um um we have i don't know we have queued up yet avem 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 okay these guys uh i reviewed them last year when their three birds stoned um lp came out the kind of like debut lp they're like a pop punk band in the in the vein of ramones core from uh, i think ontario and they are bird punk in the sense that all of their songs are either about from the perspective of or talking about birds so it's like it's it's either like this is the bird's story this is the song about the bird or this is like us observing birds and it's it's really insanely fun um and so their their new um their new EP, Nerdin' About Burden, is out. Uh, and uh, it's just as good. It's, it's, if you're into Ramones Core, you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. And a lot of the stuff you're gonna, you're gonna hear, you may actually learn something because <laughs> they actually know what they're talking about there. I popped through them this Burden. morning. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I just looked it up as we were talking. I'm gonna queue it up for after the show. So it yeah, reminds me of, a, um, I just got into uh, at the end of last year, um, "Fuck Yeah Dinosaurs," and all yeah. of their songs are all about dinosaurs, and they're yep. all amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that tar pit song like gets me every time. I lost my mom. So that, like it's so sad, but it's like if you see my dinosaurs in a tar pit, I love it. Well, that's like when I did the review. So we like I got like a promo of the album, and I really got in touch with them, and like we did a lot of kind of silly goofy things we did a, an interview with them and for the heck of it so they have a of them has this kind of like penchant for responding to social media with like bird calls like squaw or caw caw <laughs> thanks kind of thing so we i did an interview and we ran the first version of the interview that was all in bird in bird talk and i like went full bore like i every, i found every single instance of word like the i replaced with caw or you know talk about like talk was re replaced with chirp so the whole thing is like actually code that you can actually transcribe it back figured it out and and then the next day we actually ran the english interview yeah. interview in english um it's a lot to ask like, an audience yeah <laughs> it was it was it was a blast it was a lot of fun yeah. but that's the thing is like you know um is the you know you, you have your your bands that always like kind of have a gimmick and it's how well they adhere to that gimmick that works. Like, you know, you got your masked intruder, yep. the Jasons. Um, 
kind of thing. The Krakens, of course. I was going to say Krakens, yeah. Egg, eggs and... Um, and so then, like, it's not hard for them to fill in that gimmick because the guys all really, they enjoy birding. And yeah. so it's like, for them, like, but even more so, like, in the interview I, I did, they talk about how they, like, they've gotten, like, in contact with their local birding community even more. And, like, so they get information and then, like, they run past ideas and stuff like that. It's really good stuff and it's a lot of fun. Um, and I think, uh, I think, people will enjoy it that's awesome um yeah and uh so a burden about burden <laughs> burden i love that all right um what else do we have queued up here got a lot of things um on the looking forward front i guess we can talk about some stuff that's coming up soon and one of the things i'd like to, like to talk about is a band uh, from Exeter, UK, called Shit Present. Love them. I've been waiting for this one for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, so I knew of Shit Present, um, but they didn't really play around a lot when I was living in the UK. So we were living in the UK from 2013 to 2018. Their last album they put out, um, or last release, was in 2016. So this will be their first release in about six, seven years. And, um, and I've really like they've been released about four or five of the singles, and it's just really, really, really good stuff. Um, and what I like about it is it's this kind of like indie punk kind of thing. Um, but they they like literally they just swear as 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 part of like the you know anyone's regular conversation. You know, like when we swear when we're talking and stuff like that. And I know that like at my age, like a band swearing shouldn't be so much fun, <laughs> but the way that like shit present just drops it in, it's just like, it feels so utterly natural. Like the second, this one of the song singles I released is just fuck it. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just fuck it. And, but it's like, it's this like great little like indie song and the band is like really, I don't know how long they've been that these songs have been stewing for them, but they are coming out of this pot like perfect. Uh-huh. And they've released what, five songs out of yep. 13 from this album. Uh, the album, sorry, the album is called What Still Gets Me and it's due out on the 5th of May. Um, and we'll of course have it on that's good enough for me.com. We'll have links where you can get it and everything like that. Um, and uh, it's, this is a band that a trio from the UK that I think everyone should also be trying out. So look them up on Bandcamp. They are shit present. Yeah. <laughs> great name. Um, we also have, uh, so for people who like uh, their patty punk, if you will, Dropkick Murphys mm-hmm. are coming out with their new Okuma Rising, which are basically their versions of, uh, of songs by Woody Guthrie. And I think... I think that's coming out. Uh, I want to say the seventeenth, but I could be wrong. Uh, so I'm going to pull it up on my computer screen. Uh, Rising comes out on the twelfth of May. So they've been really kind of leaning hard into this Woody Guthrie stuff um, for a bit, and they're really promoting it. So it's it's kind of interesting. You know, Dropkick Murphy's been around for a while. They're getting up in age. And some people have maybe rightfully criticized them for like, oh, like, you know, 
let's come up with some of your own songs. But if you're a fan of them or a fan of Woody Guthrie or even both, this has been quite a, quite a ride that they're putting people on. And uh, I think, uh, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy what's going to come out with that. Um, coming out 12th of May and I don't know what label it is right now. So I apologize for that. Okay, no worries. Yeah. But I, I've liked some of their acoustic arrangements. They did some acoustic stuff for their last album too, didn't they? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I, I like that uh, they're actually playing a couple festivals around here. And one of them is uh, called fresh grass and it's basically like acoustic folky kind of stuff. So they're headlining that doing all acoustic set. And I thought that's, like, I really like bands that can pull that kind of thing off and have fun doing completely new arrangements of old songs. And if they can pull it off and do sound as good as they have been from other recordings live, then, I, you know, more power to them. They really have sounded good from what I've heard so far. So, Oh, definitely. Like, I, I think, um, I think, you know, like, not that I had, like, an aversion to acoustic or anything, but I'm, like, a really big Lagwagon fan. So yeah. when Joey Cape and Tony Sly started doing those acoustic things yep. together back in like the, the mid to late aughts, and then when we were living in France, um, they came through with John Snodgrass and uh, at the time a little known guy on keyboards, Brian Wallstrom, who's now Band Aid Brigade among others, and uh, we saw them on one of the like little like kind of like party boats along the oh. Rhone River. So it's like this narrow barge. It's like. 10 feet wide but like 40 feet long and there it went in and everyone's just kind of like piled in in the back and i was just like blown away i mean that was like one of the best musical experiences i've been to yeah. um and ever since then like anytime a band starts trying to approach things acoustically i'm like i am going to give you a shot because absolutely it, yeah. it definitely yeah it's a it can be a great experience and uh creatively it's it's a lot of fun um, yeah and it was really interesting like is horrible as the pandemic was seeing some of the people that had to you know work on acoustic out of their living rooms to play mm. for you know doing mm. parties and things like that it was intriguing hearing people break it down like that into a more acoustic sound and like to be able to get some of the like stories behind some of the songs too like i really like the super suckers and uh eddie spaghetti was doing a bunch of stuff from his living room to make rent every month and i know uh, it, it yeah. was uh it, it sounded great so uh, yeah it's it's definitely if it comes out well it's always just a pleasure to hear it so nope. yeah definitely and um you know i i realized i kind of i kind of possibly even skipped past things that have just come out so maybe we should step back in time, maybe at least to just this past Friday. Um, uh, a really good one. Uh, if you're into horror punk. And we are. A lot of people can't. Or I am. Sorry, I can't speak for you. Eric. This is a John thing for sure. <laughs> There's, you know, I, I didn't know there are so many bands still like, completely 100% into it. So um, we are horror records, which is kind of a newish label out of the UK. Um, and released their second horror punks, not dead compilation uh the last one was in october and i forgot how many bands it was but this one but they really a, increased it was like the first one was like 20 something or, or low 30s and this one is like 50 51 51 yeah it's it's yeah. it's it's huge and um and all for a cheap price uh, i actually we highlighted it uh on the site um and we've kind of adopted we hemmed and hawed about this 
uh, but now for at least for album releases we put like a for fa- for fans of kind of thing okay. and uh, sometimes because we're not a serious site by any means uh, I put for friends or for fans of a smooth jazz but um so they're really they're they've been signing a lot of uh, a lot of bands they, they're getting ready to put out a lot of albums um uh, out of colorado uh it's kind of like artsy indie punk act uh transy warhol have their mm-hmm. uh their i think their debut lp uh control has just come out all these bands um you can find them on Bandcamp as well uh, what TGFM really tries to focus on is uh, is highlighting Bandcamp when a band releases something, um, because purchasing something is better for the band than streaming oh, God, through yeah. Spotify. Unless you're, so yeah. we try to we'll show you we'll give you a Spotify link, but we always give Bandcamp first. So yeah. any band that I tell you about here, um, it's going to be on Bandcamp. Um, the uh, Scott Sellers of Rufio, uh, he's been quietly putting together solo music uh, for quite a while now and it's some of the like best melodic pump you're going to hear of the decade so far and he's been he'd been releasing like songs that had kind of like same cover art uh, singles over the past couple of months so like i'm like oh there's going to be an album coming out and then he came out with a new album on friday called mercy me and it's it's none of the songs that he (laughs) it's just like all new stuff Um, it's it's great it's it's like it's worth listening to. Um, we uh, had a review. Our reviewer, Tom Trauma, um, did a, a review of the new LP by Billy Bats and the Made Men called My Empire, Empire's Crumbling. Um, these are a bunch of young guys. Uh, I swear one of them looks like he's 12. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know how old they are, but I, they have to be still in their teens. And they pay, play that kind of, like as I said earlier, that kind of... Uh, kind of loose but fun energetic punk you know like yep. a little bit more energy than tightness but sometimes that can even be better yep. and uh we're we're really riding high on them right now they're a good nice. band to That's check awesome. out um, and uh let's see i'm not sure what else i think i wrote something did i tell you so- anything else that i was gonna you, you mentioned the uh op ivy tribute uh, yes thank you um early this month April 7th. Thank you. Sorry, I still am wowed by seeing Mark Zuckerberg today. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't even tell that story to our family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was at a, a charity run walk today on the grounds of Stanford University. And I was saying hello to one of the dogs from our group. And I stood up and I looked to my left and I'm like shoulder to shoulder with Mark Zuckerberg, who was there for his daughter to do the children's fun run in about a couple of minutes. I saw who he was with his kids, so I didn't talk smack about Facebook to him. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> so, but yeah. So anyways, um, uh, More Than Just Another Comp was released uh, at the beginning of the month um, by Sell the Heart Records and Lava Sox Records. This is a tribute album to Operation Ivy, so I should have tied this in back when we were talking about Rancid. Um, <laughs> A tribute to, to Operation Ivy, and it covers pretty much almost their entire discography, including a lot of the like demos and early songs that like a, even a lot of hardcore fans didn't get to hear because they weren't released until like you know the mid to late two thousands, mm-hmm. um, and even even later. Uh, but it's a it's like thirty three songs. It's a great great comp. Uh, 
there's a lot of love there yeah. uh, across a bunch of different types of artists who play different types of music. Uh, you see them adapting these songs. Some are pretty straightforward. Uh, some are just way, way different than you would expect. There's at least three songs that incorporate chip tunes, <laughs> if you will, um, which is like kind of like electronica. Uh, sounds a lot like video games. Um, we have uh, some of the really big standouts are Flying Raccoon Suit. Oh, yeah. Uh, does this kind of like Dixie band version of Missionary, which was the last song off of Energy. And it is just, oh my goodness. Like they, they swung and knocked it so far out of the park, no one could find the ball on that one. Um, a lot of great bands. Uh, you got, uh, sorry, got, so we, got we Are the Union and Eve Six. Their previous, previously released cover of Sound System um, there's also the Chinkies previously released uh, cover of The Crowd and American Television out of DC, their previously released cover um, of, uh, which one did they do? Oh, Officer, okay. Other than that, the other 30 songs, uh, as far as we know, are, are brand new and some of them are fairly obscure. Um, and because of the band didn't have the best quality for recording for the early demos. The new versions actually kind of build a lot for the songs. Yeah. They, they sound good for once. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is it is a stellar, phenomenal comp. Um, it was on vinyl. I think vinyl got sold out. Uh, but you can still pick it up for a super cheap uh, $12 uh, from Bandcamp. And uh, if you're a fan of Operation Ivy, uh, it's a it's a must have. I think it's a good companion to the 1997 Take Warning tribute comp that came out. Um, and yeah, I ordered the I ordered the vinyl, so I haven't actually played any of the tracks yet. So I want to hear it first on vinyl. Oh yeah, so we we luckily enough, um, occasionally when there's a tribute album that comes out, we'll have a track by track discussion. Mm. And um, and so we got some of the team together to uh, to go through and just talk about the songs, what we liked, what we may have didn't, may have not liked. But the overall consensus was that there's like, like Operation Ivy are one, probably one of the lesser known bands of the era outside of the scene, but they are so much an inspiration sense. and a driving force for what came afterwards. Yeah, And uh, it, like I said, there's just a lot of love put into a lot yep. of these songs and it's, it's, top-notch a great tribute comp yeah it was probably as good as the probably as good as the fugazi tribute comp that came out a couple years ago um the Heart also did um a jawbreaker one a couple years ago they did yeah we, we covered that one as well um I that think, one was and, all over the place with like uh, the bands like i liked that they nobody really like copied the song they all had their own take kind of on it they, yeah yeah there's very few like i'm just gonna play it straight yeah you know and that's that's really Kind of what a tribute comp should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what well, we did, we um, we held a lot of a big interview series, a roll of the dice um, interview series for it with some of the bands, and we also um, uh, so we did some of the bands. We got uh, some of the people from the labels, and so there is some interest in maybe doing some other ones, and they kind of hinted those in the interviews. So. Uh, I think we'll see more, and I think they—if they do keep doing these—I think they're a hit. People like yeah. them. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I definitely snagged the jawbreaker, and then I saw this one. Uh, John had sent this one to me a while back, and I snagged that real quick. Um, one of the bands on there is uh, Bumsy and the Hoochers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing that track. They, um, Caitlin from the band, she um, she does the Punk the Burbs Fest. She's one of the people running that. I sponsored them this past um, uh, was that October or whatever their their latest mm-hmm. festival. And had a lot of fun there. So, yeah. So we, yeah, we got, we got, we got them for an interview. Cool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah. So we've been, we've been following Bums and Butchers a bit. Uh, one of our guys reviewed their LP that just came out. As yeah. Well. Um, fun. So I, I was gonna. I think I was gonna do it. But like for some reason, my download only only had like half the songs, and then it only had <laughs> half of those half of songs. Like something got corrupt, and I was like, I just gave it to my other guy. And <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's a, uh, and I guess that kind of leads us to maybe a topic of discussion: Are we in the fourth wave of ska? Oh, <laughs> I mean, to you me, know? it's just always been ongoing. But I'm I'm a giant ska dork from since like that last wave in the 90s so you know a lot of people just gave up on it and said i'm done but i just i mean a lot of these bands have been putting their heart and soul into it for years so i'm i'm just gonna keep calling it the same one that's been going so (laughs) yeah but yes yeah we definitely are seeing some more up and coming and like yeah things like bumsy and things like that are definitely coming in and filling some of those holes in my heart that were there like there's like uh you know there's things like cat bite and half past two and some great little bands that are up and coming that i'm in love with so yeah like i said to me it's been ongoing but it's so nice to see some of these new kids doing it too so yeah i i one of you that sentiment is uh echoed by I think one of my one of my guys uh, who I've known is a friend of mine for since like nineteen since the early nineties, uh, but uh, so he, he writes under the name Riz Checks, but he's a big ska fan as well, and he you know he's he tries to like juggle that sense that like yeah it, it, there's been ska bands constantly, and there are ska fans and there are ska shows and everyone's going, but there there does seem to be a resurgence in interest. Exactly. And I yeah. think like, so I don't know if you call it the fourth wave or whatnot, but it's definitely like a lot of, like a lot of the interest is there. And I, I think uh, Mike Sosinski, who's, who's uh, runs uh, Bad Time Records, he's, he's helping to drive that. I think he's just like putting out so many good albums and he's just trying to find every ska band he can get his hands on yep. to, to put in an album out like Bad Apparition, Cat Bite, you know, all those guys. Um, and uh, I think, uh, it, it, you know, it can only it can only go up <laughs> from yeah. there because it's been there and ska bands have been playing. But now maybe they're we're getting back to maybe not the heady highs of the of the 90s when, you know, big band like bands like Boston's were playing giant festivals and things like that. But uh, but, you know, the you know, these bands are selling out their shows. Yep. Uh, you know, at decent venues, so it's you know that's more money in their pocket. More money in their pocket means health healthcare. It means don't have right. to work a factory job. You can keep playing music, getting on getting on the road, doing what you love, and uh, and more power to them. I'm 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 100 behind that. Yes, no uh, matter what you call. One of my last ska purchases was the uh, Real Big Fish 
acoustic album. Okay. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. But going back to the acoustic thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Um, I think that's about all I had for you today. That's awesome. Do you have anything for me? <laughs> yeah. What do you got, John? Well, I was going to say, uh, and you might know this is not really specifically for you, but since we've been talking about Bandcamp, do you know is, uh, it's usually first Friday of the month they do the Bandcamp Friday where all the money goes to the bands. Is that coming up this Friday? Yes. So this, it is this coming up. Friday, uh, the 5th, is the, is the next Bandcamp Friday. And if you've been living under the rock for the past couple of years, uh, yeah, Bandcamp Friday, uh, funds, all the purchase funds go straight to the bands. Bandcamp does not take their usual cut. Um, and then anything after processing fees that are associated with the, the whatever company's processing the payment or the, the charge um, goes to the bands. And it's a great time. It's usually like bands, music sells like hotcakes. It's big. Yeah become such a great thing Bandcamp keeps doing it because even though they're not getting any money those days people come back and they'll spend money yep. later on it's financially feasible for them and uh and also what you'll find is a lot of times bands will actually put their put their discography on discount because for them it's a digital purchase most of the time right. like they can you can spend a dollar on it and that's still like ten thousand plays on spotify for them you know yep, exactly kind of but uh, so it's a good time to keep your eyes on the bands you, you like. Uh, we try to up our publication of posts on new releases on Bandcamp Fridays. Sometimes we'll shoot out one every 30 or 15 minutes, maybe sometimes even more common. You may not see them all on Facebook or Instagram where we do have a social media presence. So always be sure to come back to the site. That's goodenoughforme.com. You can click on new releases and just see a whole bunch of these bands. And anything you see on a Bandcamp Friday, any new album release is going to be on Bandcamp. If some band releases something and it's only on Spotify on Bandcamp Friday, they're shit out of luck until Saturday. We're yeah. not going to talk about it. Because um, it's, it's one of the best ways in this current market and the way things are now to get money into a band's hands. Exactly. Um, unless you put their album on, on repeat on Spotify for like yeah. 24 days. Right. And then maybe they can buy like a coffee or something. Yep. And already Bandcamp is one of the best resources for bands for they get the highest percentage out of that website than any place else. But Bandcamp Friday, even more so, it's great to support the bands you love. And not only that, but, you know, like you said, the, the bands will put their discography on sale, but you'll also see brand new albums, brand new. They'll often hold off on some of the releases and new singles and things specifically for Bandcamp Friday. So for me, it's like a holiday every time they have one because I get, you know, so many <laughs> new things coming my way and it's just a joy always to see all these bands putting new things up. It's, so. it's, it's become kind of like the steam sales, you know, when steam goes oh, yeah. on sale and like yeah. all the games are like discounted to like, like 25 cents or something. <laughs> and it, but it is it's like a holiday. Right. And uh, also what's great is, is that's a good time a lot of uh, bands and labels will release music for charity. Yeah. Um, I know Wiretap Records very often, four times a year, they release their attention, always attention, and it's a benefit com. Uh, and it'll vary sometimes, but a lot of the times it's um, for the ACLU. And it'll be a name your price download, yeah. all proceeds to, uh, to some charity, um, which is great. So once again, some 
labels and bands will turn around and just give everything they have back to something that they believe in. So it's also it's also uh, a good time for band like just to throw your money to band and hopefully help them out with something that they think is a worthy cause. And also something that might help advertisement hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say something that might help this week is I just realized it's also going to be Cinco de Mayo. So have a couple margaritas and you take out your credit card and just hope you're not fucking broke the next day. So that might help. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I thought about that. (laughs) It's funny because Cinco de Mayo, I now live in the Bay Area. And there's like, I can't trip without falling into a taqueria. <laughs> so, so good. So good. Some <laughs> nice, fresh, squeezed which, lime juice. Yeah. yeah. Which, Perfect. Which, if anyone is curious, we are we are still in quote unquote temporary housing, and my computer and desk are in an, in, in our closet. <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully, by the next time I'm back, we'll be in our permanent housing and I'll actually have a window and some light. <laughs> so. Still. Everybody gets to see I got a vacuum behind me and some blue air, so it's it's fine. So yeah, I make up for it. I know Eric's got yeah, all the yeah. swag behind him in a vinyl like thing. He's making us look bad, but that's okay. Is that's like my, uh, morning, right lights. there's my uh, Tim Time Bomb print. Oh yep, yep. I'm stoked about that. I got that as a gift. <laughs> and then uh, like. Uh, Eric had sent me the thing where you had said that we could contribute a couple songs to your playlist. So oh, I don't yes. know if you yes. wanted to talk to so, us about that. So too. Every Sunday um, or thereabouts, we're kind of, you know, not we don't really stick to the schedule. Um, so we started 2023 with what do we call our kind of growing playlist. And each week our TGFM contributors um, get to nominate a song to add to the playlist and it has to be a song that's with that's four weeks old or less and if you accomplish that then you can also submit a song from any time and we actually we have some stringent rules about this and a few people haven't noticed but we also make this available to our readers they have to go to the website to the actual post about about it and submit their picks for the next week um, so what I'd like to ask you two is if you'd like to add any songs to this week's playlist before it comes live. I Eric, you, you want to go left to right, Eric? You want to? <laughs> yeah, so um, for a new song that I enjoyed that just came out a couple days ago, I think. Um, and actually, I first heard it because it played after um, that new Rancid song on Spotify. Oh. It rolled into, um, it was uh, Teenage Bottle Rockets, So Dumb which is the title okay. track on their new EP that just came out. Um, so that would be my suggestion for most recent. That is So Dumb, So Cool, for so some EP, out to the 28th of April by Pirates Press Records. There you go, yep. <laughs> and okay. I, I, I enjoyed the album, but that song I really did enjoy. All right, and that's your new song. Yes, so, so song? for an old song, I was just, uh, I spent some time in Indianapolis this week um, for work, and I was at um, Square Cat Vinyl, um, flipping around, and I came across um, Promise Rings Horse Latitudes. Ooh. And um, so I snagged that. And from that, I would nominate um, I Never Trusted the Russians, which is the final track on that album. And um, it's a terrific album from an amazing Midwest band. All right. Yeah. I think I only saw them once, and it was in some weird place in Milwaukee. Smoking <laughs> Popes were opening. 
I I only saw them uh, for their reunion. Actually, I'd never saw them originally. I saw uh, Davey play some stuff, but I never saw yeah. them live. Um, so they played the day after Smoking Popes reunited in 2005 mm. at the Metro. So um, so I went for the Popes show, and then I went back the next night, and it was a lot of fun. But uh, they were amazing. Speaking of Moke Smoking Popes, that's a nice T-shirt you have. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who designed it. <laughs> Is that for sale on their site right now? I actually got... Somebody asked me about it today when I was out. <laughs> I think it's sold off. I think it's sold well enough that they put it on sale now. Um, so yeah, so for those people who don't know, I've been drawing Smoking Popes since the first Smoking Pope yeah. was drawn. I'm the guy who drew the guy. <laughs> so I've been doing so now it's 30 plus years I've been doing little Smoking Popes. And when when Mike reached out to me, he's like, he's like, I want a Nintendo looking guy. And I'm like, okay, so how, like, how about we not have just one? How about we have the whole band and we use like the Mega Man sprite? And Perfect. that's what it landed on. And people went out of their minds. Like, this it's great. Like, it's a, it's it's a perfect. funny shirt. People love it. So, yeah, on that one immediately. Yeah. All right. And John? Okay. So, mine for a recent is going to be uh, Kathleen Turner Overdrive with the new single, Girlzilla. Do you know that one? Or? I do not, but I'm going to in a second. Okay. Oddly, if you look on social media, there's two Kathleen Turner overdrives, believe it or not. One of them has the suffix of, uh, or a like, little uh, abbreviation of KTO. So it's Girlzilla with G-U-R, and it's kind of a down with the patriarchy fun kind of song. So, uh, and yeah, if you look it up on Bandcamp, they definitely have it up there. And it's got a, like, I can't remember what, there's some kind of crazy thing about, like, just when you look it up on Bandcamp, you'll see, but it has a crazy moniker down in the logo of it. And it's a lot of fun. So I highly recommend that. And uh, for my older song, uh, like I said earlier, I really dig the Super Suckers. And I'm going to go with uh, Born with a Tail off of Sacrilicious Sounds of the Super Suckers. All right. I don't remember. I, I, I kind of remember the first time I heard that song. I had a friend uh, who was really into Super Suckers. And so one night we're just cruising around. Because that's what you did before you had internet. Yep. You yep. actually get in your car oh, yeah. and just drive around and listen to music. Um, and he played that album and it was like, whoa. <laughs> I, I love that album man, actually and like we did uh, my wife and i started singing them just a few years ago and they're still one of the best fucking club bands you'll ever see they just put on a ridiculous show stupid banter fun just like balls <laughs> to the wall like the entire show it's just a fabulous show so if you get a chance to see them live i would highly recommend that so i will do so I'm I, like, look, thankfully, I'm in an area where there are a lot of shows, and I haven't had to get a chance to go to one yet, but I need to. Yes. Uh, I got it already. So, those, all those songs will show up. Our playlist will go live shortly. It normally goes live around eight o'clock ish in the okay. evening, uh, Eastern time, but I wanted to wait till we got this done. So, it'll be, I'll set it up to go live about 10 o'clock Eastern time. Um, and we'll have all the new songs that we've all come up with for this week. It grows every week. We have like 144 songs now since uh, January 1st, or January 2nd. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to keep going until the end of the year. And then we're going to set this one aside and start again for 2024. Awesome. awesome. Look forward to it. Take that. Great stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jeff. Hey, yeah, thanks so thank much. You 
thank you for having me and thank you for reaching out. I think this is great. Um, I, uh, you know, Muxpout tickles a lot of bases that I, I, I dabble my fingers in. I know Eric is, is an artist just like me yep. and uh, he's, he's more published than I am. Um, but I hope to work on that. But it's, uh, you know, comics, pop culture, music, you know. We're working on the, um, an anthology book that ties uh, it tied into punk and comics right now. So I'll, I'll have to clue you into that. Maybe you can get yep. in on it. I would love to. I would love to. Hopefully soon from the outside of things, I'll have some news that I can share with you. I don't have anything yet, but uh, there's some projects in the work that may also interest both our comic and music lovers. Awesome. So we'll get to those soon. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. thank you. We'll have to do this again real soon. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and uh, John, as always. Always wonderful to talk to you, and very nice to meet you, my friend. Pleasure to meet New you, friend. <laughs> New friends, yes. And here we go. See you guys on the other side. Hey, you made it through an entire episode. Good for you. If you're looking for more, give the rest of the channel a look. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll catch you fuckers next time. Later. Spout.